Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Darshawn McAway, and you're tuned in to WOW Podcast. By all means, go to wowpodcast.me. That's W-O-W-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot M-E. Now, today we have a special guest. We have David Jones, and he's here to talk to us about his latest book, The Bow, which uh, means victory over whatever. David, how are you doing? I'm wonderful, Darshawn. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So, uh, I noticed... We were going back and forth in emails, and I looked in the email, and it stated that you were working on this book for about 10 years. Why so long? Yes, uh, it's been 10 years. Well, you know, it actually didn't take 10 years to write it. It took okay. 10 years. It took 10 years to deliver it. And what that means is this is a book about relationships, and it's a book about accountability. And I actually wasn't living out what I was writing. Um, and I didn't see, I, I felt it would have been hypocritical to write something that I wasn't living out myself. So uh, that's why it took a while to, to write because I had to conform to what I was writing. And so that's why it was 10 years before it was actually birthed. Okay, so my question to you, and this is a very important one, and I, I dislike asking why, but I have no choice in this instance, but why a book about marriage? Yeah, so the book was it was it was pretty much because of so many people couples finding themselves in front of myself and my wife talking about their marriages and the problems they had in their marriages. And for some reason we were you know, their their sounding board and they felt that we had everything right or we were doing something right, this is why they could release to us and they felt that whatever we were doing was right and they wanted to listen to that and we found ourselves doing that so much and i was saying the same thing over and over to people and i was like well i might want to put this on paper um so that was the genesis of it all it was pretty much just out of finding couples who wanted to talk about their issues and believe it or not they didn't feel comfortable talking about it to other family members not even some church members, not even pastors. They just wanted to talk to people that they felt comfortable speaking to us about. And we kept whatever they said and close to our vest. We weren't like, you know, busybodies talking to other people about the problems they had because, quite frankly, we had about the same amount of problems they had. <laughs> so it was it was a comfort zone for some people to speak with us about their problems. Now, you mentioned that a lot of people were looking at you and your wife because you guys had things right. Uh, when people were asking you for advice, were they looking at your lifestyle? I, I'm just going to, I'm just going to put an mm -hmm. example out there. I'm just going to sure. assume that you guys were financially, uh, well off. There's always smiles and giggles and just things look good on your end. Were, were people noticing that about your life? Negative. Uh, we weren't financially well off. We, we, we were, we were doing well. But it wasn't like we were financially. I mean, we weren't driving around in luxury cars or anything like that. I believe what they saw was um, a household that was in order as far as our children. My wife has been a stay-at-home mom since we've since we've been married, and that's been 26 years. Um, let me see, 26 years, six months, and 29 days to be exact. So we. Uh, what they saw was just our children. We, we raised our children in the fear and admonition of the Lord. They saw children that acted right. Um, not, they weren't perfect, but we weren't having to 
you know, yell and do all the crazy things that, you know, you see. Uh, but they, we, they just saw something in order. But, no, um, they saw us persevere. They saw that even when there were times that were tough, financially and otherwise, they didn't see us crumble. We, 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 we stayed on our faith. And so it, it wasn't that we were financially, uh, like, independent or, or wealthy. I mean, we, we, we do well, but it wasn't what you would typically think of when you think of, oh, they are the ones. No, it was not that. It, I think it was just our attitude towards it not being that way, if that makes sense. It, it wasn't yeah. about it, – yeah, it wasn't about the material things. Uh, people saw something that was a little bit deeper than that. I mean, because guess what? People were coming to us that – we're leaving their mansions to come talk to us <laughs> in our apartment. Okay. <laughs> so, it, it, okay. it, you know, and you know, I'm, I'm looking around like, do you guys? Well, you're in the right place. You know, you're talking to us. <laughs> I'm like, what is this candid camera? But uh, people who had, had were more advanced in their in their professional careers are uh, people certainly were had, had a better financial portfolio than we did still found value in the things that we were saying. And that 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 just humbled me because, you know, that's usually not the case. Usually you go to people who tend to have it together, if you will. And the way that we judge things in, in society is the things that you've accumulated. And we never, you know, we have friends that, again, live in million-dollar homes, and we have friends that don't, I'll say. And the thing is, we don't treat anyone differently. You know, you know, right. every, everyone's the same to us. And, I mean, we recognize that some people, and, and listen, and there's no jealousy in that. We, we appreciate seeing someone do well, and the, those who aren't doing as well, we try to help and encourage them. But we don't, I'm not like, hey, who do I want to call to hang out with? Or just, it's not going to be always the one who seems to have all the things. So, yeah, so it was, it was not, it was not the things, I would say. Yeah. So let me ask you this, uh, throughout your book, do you talk about submission? And I know this, this word in, out here in today's world is like the most dangerous word to use. But, uh, when I first got started writing books, I was writing relationship books and sure, sure. one of my, one of my uh, best selling books, I ended up talking about how men and women submit to one another, you know, you know, basically. So do you talk about submission in your book? Mm, yes, sir. Yes, sir. That, you just you, you just hit the nail on the head. It's submitting one to another. Um, and again, being that this book has so many biblical references, because that's the only thing I could use. That I don't have any truth in and of myself, right? Everything yeah. that I, I have is, is from because you know I hear people say all the time, "This is my truth." Well, your truth it doesn't necessarily mean it is the truth. So, but. Um, yeah, I talk about submission, and, and I think the last chapter, one of the last chapters, and I mentioned that when I started writing this book, my sister, I'm the youngest of eight children, and I have, there was four boys and four girls, and all, all of them, obviously, if I'm the youngest, they're older, but uh, one of my sisters, she mentioned, oh, well, you, you got to talk about submission and, and making sure you get that right or whatever, meaning, because, you know, when you, we hear the word submit, we think subservient, we think you know, weak or, or what have you. And, of course, that's not what the intent is, you know. And right. so we, we, sh we should submit one to another. As you stated, you, you've written books about relationships, and that's a hard – just the word alone is hard for most people to, to grapple with, right, because they hear it and they automatically think a certain way. 
you know, and I'm like, no, because first I'm submitted to Christ. I'm submitted to God. I'm submitted to what is right. And if what is right means I have to treat my wife a certain way or treat my children, I'm submitted. We're, we're all submitted to authority in some form or fashion, whether we want to call it that or not, but we are. Right. And so, uh, yes, I, I, had, I had to touch on that because the, it's mentioned in Scripture. You know, Ephesians 5 talks about submission, but it also talks – and I and I talked about how men take that out of context, meaning woman, whatever I say, you do. That's not what that means, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And and uh, you know, again, some people take it take it that way and could be steeped in the Bible, but they're steeped the wrong way if they're looking at it that way, meaning whatever I say, you do. Because if you're saying something that's wrong that's outside of God's will, you can't expect someone to submit to something that's outside of God's will because you said it, you know. So right. Uh, I, I try to make that distinction as well, but you, you hit it on the hell, head. Uh, I did cover something, and it sounds like you understand that totally. Yeah, yeah. So, so this book has been written for people who are trying to uh, thinking about getting married and who are already married, right? Absolutely. And also, I, I have a chapter about divorce, so it's, it's for that as well. I, I say it's for anyone who wants to pre, wants to understand what marriage is all about. And I also, I have a caveat in, in there. I have to say, I'm not the authority of marriage. We've had our problems. We, I just felt that I had something to offer after so many people had come to us, but I, I clearly don't think I have all the answers. I can appreciate uh, you saying that because most of the time, uh, the reason I created this podcast was to find out, mm. you know, what, what makes that person, uh, so special to deliver this message. Sure, and sure. I like the fact that you're writing from your experiences because that's all we have to talk to each other and to learn from anyway. Um, uh, which yeah, is sure. why I was so anxious to speak with you because now that I'm married, I've been married for five years and oh. I just, I have a better understanding of, uh, what it is to be a man, what it is to be a father. Mm-hmm. You know, what mm-hmm. it is to be a, a walking example, you know, regardless of where you are, you're just yeah. a walking example. And people look at your character and your integrity. And it's something yeah. about when you tell somebody that you're married, they just mm. they just see you in a different light. It's just a different respect. You know, I don't know yeah. what it is, but they, they just respect you more and they understand Absolutely. what you're dealing with. You know, so I really do appreciate you coming out with this book. I think yeah. I, yeah. I know for a fact that that this book is going to bless a lot of people. Praise God. Well, I, I, well, one of the things, first of all, congratulations on five years. Um, and the, the thing is this, um, you're absolutely right how people perceive someone who's married as opposed to not. Not that someone who's single is not special or someone who's even going through a divorce is not special. And I try to make that point as well because society says, oh, you're divorced and it's almost like they're throwing up the, the cross at you, like, you know, something's wrong. Listen, some situations just – didn't work out or you know you know i have a friend who says you know he says what god put together let no man put asunder all marriages weren't put together by god we have to yeah you know, some you know let's let's go there first uh but you know it, it is true I, I i i'm still learning and this is the thing i'm also writing from even though i'm the youngest of eight children the first seven children had this had the same dad and my mom who divorced because of you know, a bad situation had me with a gentleman who did not want to have children. So mm. I, ne- I never had a relationship with a father. So I didn't want to continue that cycle that I saw growing up of the, the mom raising the child or the children. 
the dad will come around every now and then and, you know, just not a steady fixture in the household. Um, I did, I didn't, I didn't want that. Um, and so I wanted to make sure that I was, I was there for my children when they came. I wanted to make sure that they saw what a family structure was like, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, uh, because I, I saw it with a few of my friends, um, uh, families, but I would say 75% of the families that I, uh, my friends, it was, the, it was the opposite. It was, and I, I just didn't want to continue the cycle that I saw. And, um, uh, and, and that's why the first chapter in this book is about commitment. It's not about all the, your, your warm and fuzzy feelings because they come and go. It's yeah. about, are you going to stand firm? Are you going to stand on your square? Are you going to be committed to what you said? And this is, what did you say? Listen, look at your vows. What do you remember those vows? I know it was something about to death do us part, for sickness and health, for, you know, all these things. But we tend, we tend to forget those as soon as they say kiss the bride, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. like, let's get back to that. And this is why I entitled this The Vow. Uh, because for a long time, the name of this book was Marriage, A Covenant of God. I was like, man, maybe I can come up with <laughs> maybe something else would be a little bit better. And yeah. believe it or not, it was just one day I was just, I was right, and the vow came. And believe it or not, soon after I said the vow, victory over whatever came out of that. It, was, it wasn't even like I had to think about that. It was just like, bam, it just came. So I was like, how appropriate is it? I have to, I have to go with that. So. Right. Well, I'm your host, Darshawn McAway. We're talking to David Jones. David, let's tell everybody where they can go purchase your book and how they can keep up with you on social media. Absolutely, yes. So you can go to uh, shiropublishing.com, uh, and you will see the picture of the vow, um, and it's V-O-W, and you can click on that. And it's the PayPal link. I am also on Facebook. Um, this book has caused me to get on Facebook because I wasn't. Um, and you can find, uh, you can go to Victory Over Whatever, um, or you can just go to David Jones um, on the Facebook page. And I know there's a ton of David Joneses, but I'm the one with the round glasses <laughs> on it. But uh, but I, that that's that Shiro Publishing is where most people have published it. I mean, purchased it, and it's a PayPal account. And uh, I sign it and send it out uh, right when I see it. So we've we've had a lot of so far i've been humbled by the people who purchased the book and i I just you know the whole purpose is to create discussion yeah and it's not just for couples that are having problems it's couples that are doing well what can we learn from this what can you help others with that's the purpose of it because i believe the foundation of our society is a strong family and it starts with the husband and the wife and then it it permeates throughout the children and so forth well, I'm your host, Arshon McAway. You're listening to Wild Podcast. We're speaking with author David Jones. He's the author of The Vow. David, thank you so much for coming on to Wild Podcast. Thank you for having me so much. God bless you, and I wish the best for you as well. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you so much.